This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle. Get in on the conversation at 866-979-ESPN. Now, here's your host, the professor, John Clayton. And joining us, former uh, Patriot running back over Garrett Blunt, who's you know, won three Super Bowls and has been so involved in what's the part of the great part of the Patriots. But, LeGarrett, I wanted to ask you because, again, I mean, you've really got something special going on because, I mean, you're really concentrating on trying to help players be better, players be healthier. Talk about the project that you're on right now and what it does. Man, uh, first, I appreciate you guys letting me come on and, and, and do this, man. It's uh, always a pleasure. So, um, appreciate that as well. And as far as as far as um, my product, man, I just you know I I just wanted to create something that that guys could could use comfortably, um, make sure that they um, could deal with any kind of pain and discomfort because that's you know and all. And all in all, the the in the league, um, one one big thing for me was was just uh, the repetitive um, pill taking, um, you know. And and obviously, I know that's a sore subject for people, and that's kind of, you know, kind of uh, uh, it's not insensitive, but you know, that's that's a sore subject for some people because obviously, I've I've known people, I know people that have gone through that. But um, I want to get away from that. There's a healthier way to deal with pain. There's a healthier way to deal with um, discomfort. There's a healthier way to deal with, you know, sleep, sleep, bad sleeping patterns and, you know, things like that. So um, any anxiety, you know, because if you think about it, if you go to a doctor, they're always going to tell you to take some kind of pill for everything. There's a pill for everything. And that's just what I want to get away from. Yeah. So what 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 things do you do? Uh, with this to get them to uh, get away from the pills, concentrate better on sleep and concentrate on better on getting rid of the pain. So my products are, my products are, um, a sleep. I have sleep gummies. I have a, I have a roller ball. I have anxiety drops. I have a salve and I have pain patches. Those are all, those are all of my products. Um, and each one of them, you know, each one of them, you know, is, is a preference type thing. So for pain or discomfort, you know, I have my pain patches, I have my salve, and I have my rollerball. Um, for for sleep, you know, I have my sleep gummies, and for you know anxiety, I have my drops. Um, my 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 um my pain patches last twenty four to thirty six hours, depending on what you're doing. Um, that's something that that you can that you can obviously work out in. You can shower in it. You can do all these. Whatever you need to do on the go with it, and it won't come off until you're ready for it to come off. Um, it's just a preference thing, but those are all of my products, man. I, they're the best in the country. Um, I don't think anyone um, anyone that has tried it has, has has given a negative review on it at all. Um, a lot of these guys um, are professional athletes, but um, and that's what that's that's what that's the platform that I get. But um, I, this is for a stay-at-home mom, stay-at-home dad construction worker you know anyone that's dealing with any kind of pain or discomfort that's what these products are for not just professional athletes and of course i mean when did you start this i started a year ago i started it on president's day 2021 and then uh i mean uh, and where, where did you come up with the idea and the resources for the products i came up with the idea when i was 
probably when uh, towards the last year of my of my um, career when I was playing with Detroit, um, and a year, probably like a year before that is when I really got in, in, involved in it. When I really started to like see and read about the benefits of CBD, and um, I thought it was a pretty cool. Like I said, I thought it was a pretty cool way to to go go about your you know go about dealing with pain and dealing with all these other things in a better way than popping pills all the time because, man, you wouldn't believe, you know, how many guys just have so many pills that they take every single day to deal with this stuff, you know. So um, that was that was huge for me. Um, that was that was just what, what kind of led me to this path because I obviously deal with all of those things, um, probably not as severely, but uh, I deal with all of those things, and, and, and this is – and these things – my products have gotten me a long way. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, is there a website that anybody can follow to keep and follow this? Oh yeah, you can you can find any of my products at lgsfeelgood.com. Um, lgsfeelgood.com. Uh, you can find it at uh, at lgsfeelgood on Facebook. Uh, same and same on Instagram. Um, I just say, man, make sure you know. Educate yourself on CBD because a lot of people uh, CBD and THC in the same bracket, and that's not true because my my products are all natural, all organic, and 100% THC free. None of my products have C, uh, THC in them, so that's just a that's just a general misconception about CBD is that it always has THC or it's always tied in together, and that's just not the truth. I mean, where where, where do you have these made? I have I have a man in, in Oregon. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because again, it's like uh, you know, uh, you know, because you know, right next year to the state of Washington, you know that that's important. A any great success stories that you can talk about? Um, I mean, for for me, or just uh, in for, general, any success stories? In general, for any success stories. I mean, I, I uh, you know, obviously this is this is my first time starting a business and being a business owner, um, so it was kind of a leap of faith. Um, um, that's that's actually turning out to be really, it was that's actually turning out to be really well for me and do really really well for me and and I'm being able and I'm able to I'm able to always um, reach oh yeah I'm able to reach out to a lot of people. Yeah, and of course, I mean, I, that's the great part because again, I mean, and you know, and probably run, do running backs go through more pain than most other players because you know you, you you look at running backs and I know I have through the years I mean you know they're always getting you know massages they're doing this they're doing that because they get hit so much right um yeah I, I'm uh to be honest I do think the running back position um does deal with uh, a lot more um beating and pain than any other position because we do touch the ball the most. We do, um, you know, we do touch the ball the most. We do get hit the most. Um, we're the most vulnerable, um, you know, outside of a receiver that's, that's looking at the ball. Um, I think we're the most vulnerable people on the field whenever it comes to just being open field and, you know, free wit, free hit will for everybody. Um, so I think that I think that this is important for running backs to know and this is important for running backs to be a part of and, you know, like I said, the pain is inevitable because of the game that we play, and the, you know, obviously the you know the level of physicality it is. So, 
you know, this this is this is something that can help you deal with that. I think I think it will take you a long way. And I feel like if I would have had it, I would have been able to probably play for another year or so. You know, who knows? That's the sad part because you know, running backs right now are really getting gypped as far as what they make in salary, except maybe for some contract extensions. And the pain they have to go through to do what they do is tough. It's really tough, you know. And um, you know, I think that I think that guys are now taking more uh, control of their destiny and, and and what they can do, and and what and what they have control over as far as where they go, you know, um, what organization they can be a part of and stuff like that. You know, obviously Le'Veon was one of the ones that led the way. Um, but I mean, shoot, we know, you know, every, every time you make that decision, it's not going to always go the same way. You know, sometimes it'll go left. So, um, you know, hence this, you know, Le'Veon's time in, in New York, you know, but you know, all in all, he got his respect and he got his money that was well-deserved at the time. And you know, I think I think that's I think that's a good thing that's starting to happen. Yeah, no, I think this is this is great stuff that uh, you got yourself involved in, and I hope more and more uh, players you know follow this and take advantage of it. Right, right, one hundred percent. I I want them to. Like I hope they follow it and take advantage of it. You know, um, you know, I, I sent out care packs to a lot of guys to just you know. Some that haven't ever tried it and some that love it, you know, but at the end of the day, they've all loved it. They've been, you know, repeat, repeat customers ever since. And, you know, um, like I said, the product speaks for itself. One of my biggest guys is Darren Scrolls. He, he loves it. You know, that that's coming from a guy for two torn ACLs, you know, so. Give it, give us the, uh, you know, your, the text number and all that stuff uh, again so, you know, everybody can follow this? Yes, sir. I definitely will. And, and what is that? I mean, give us that. My, I'm sorry? Yeah, get, get, give us how people can follow this and keep in touch with what's going on. Oh, you can uh, you can follow it at, uh, at LG's Feel Good. Um, that's the Instagram. Uh-huh. Um, the, the, the website is always up to date. Um, posting, posting whatever is new that we that we have coming, um, and you can you can follow my account at lg uh, uh, at, at l underscore blunt. You can follow you know you can yeah. follow all of the, all of our social media accounts will 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 be updating um, more so and more so. Hey, Legarrett, um, thank- just as more information and product come out. Hey, Legarrett, thank you so much. Good luck in this project and congratulations. Man, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you, guys. Anytime, okay. anytime you guys want me and need me, just shoot me a call or a text, man. Don't hesitate to reach out. Okay, thank you. That's LeGarrette Blunt. And, of course, uh, we're taking your phone calls at 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Uh, give us a call. Uh, and uh, right now, who do we have in the line? Let's go to Taylor in Tacoma. Hey, Taylor. Hey, John. How's it going? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Enjoying my nice weekend. Okay. That's good. Uh, I'm just- 
I'm just calling. I wanted to talk to you about these prospects after watching the draft. Um, just to get your take on whether or not you think the receiver core is that much farther than these running backs, or um, do you like what you see in Brees Hall uh, as a prospect compared yeah, to Yeah, I do. I do. There's been so many good years in the last few years of uh, wide receiver drafts, and this is a good one. Again, these guys may not go go as high as some of the others, but again, I think that uh, this is a good one. So it's like, and then the fact that they got so much speed, I mean, what, unofficially or officially eight guys ran sub 4-4-40s. Yeah, yeah. And, and speed uh, so important. Did you, uh, so over the last day you watched wide receivers, did you buy a chance to see the Chris Olave uh, time? Did I get to see who? Yeah, uh, Chris Olave, his time. Uh, no, I did not. 4 2 six. I, uh, I like him a lot. So I think about taking him over three. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, again, this is going to be an interesting draft because, again, I think it's more talented than uh, people accept. And so because of that, I think it's it's going to be good. So it's like, uh, yeah, so stay tuned. And then, of course, today's the last day of workouts at the Combine. I know the defensive ends are lifting right now. <clears throat> and then, of course, you've got, you know, the defensive backs are going to be out there. So it's like, uh, you know, fascinating, fascinating week, a different Combine and all those different things. Hey, thank you for the phone call. 866-979-ESPN-206-421-ESPN. 206 Matt, who else do we have? Let's go to Jeff in Port Orchard. Hey, Jeff. Hey, John. Enjoy your show and your various spots throughout the week. So I appreciate ah, thank all you. your work. Appreciate that. Um, I got a question relative. I think one of the biggest problems we've got is on both sides of the line of scrimmage, yeah. uh, whether it be not getting pressure or not protecting Russell. And, and I know it's a good deep draft for edge rushers anyway, but I was wondering how deep is the draft on the old line or – uh, you know, or in the interior linemen. Uh, I feel better about the interior on the defensive side, but man, we've got to do something and to build some depth on the old line. Yeah, I, I think it's a good draft for tackles, pretty deep draft for tackles. So I think that's where they can get help there. For edge rushers, we're you know, just starting to sort it out right now you know, with what we see at the combine. But I think it could be pretty good for that position too. Well, I hope so. We... Uh, uh, you know, and, and I hope that we're, you know, as successful in the later rounds as we have been in the past. Uh, I'm, we haven't done a great job at the top end of the draft a lot of times, but uh, uh, sure, hopefully we can have some success, you know, two, three, four. Uh, yeah. we, just, we just need the help. So I appreciate the call and have a great day. Okay, thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Chris in Everett. Hey, Chris. Hey, John. I haven't talked to you for a while. I'm trying to get through like every week, and busies are so so busy, busy, busy. <laughs> busy, busy, busy. Oh yeah. So hey, you know what, man? You know what? I know. I'm not going to talk about no. You know, I do agree with Russell Wilson, and it was on Facebook to all over. I said, man, I'm like, why does everybody need to talk about it with John? John gets so sick of it. Uh huh. You know, I'm talking about you know about the trip. I'm like. Get out of here. I mean, like, you were talking to um, Bob and um, Dave Wyman, and you know what? When you start, oh, those guys are full of crap, a bunch of idiots, a bunch of idiots. Oh, yeah, I do agree. 
these dogs. Yeah, but again, it's, it's been good in yeah, Seattle. It's just been bad nationally. Oh yeah, I know. It's on Facebook. It's on all over, and they're like, you know, I almost believed this yesterday. Like, um, this is I said, oh, Russell Wilson's getting traded to the uh, to the Redskins. I'm like, nope, that's not going to happen. But anyways, um, I'm a big Russell Wilson fan, so. Uh, hey, you know what? Um, I know they went to the uh, deep in the playoffs last year. I know you did not put no predictions about it mm-hmm. for the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Um, I just want to know. I know, like twenty-seven years ago, the last time the Forty ers went to the Super Bowl, that was with uh, Steve Young. So, right. um, um, what year do you think they might get back to the Super Bowl and win it? Do you think to do it with, uh, with Lance, Trey Lance, or Jimmy? Well, right now, Jimmy can't throw for 16 weeks because of shoulder surgery. So, you know, they've got to count on Trey Lance taking him at least through training camp for the most part. And then we'll see. You know, they still, I think, would like to deal Jimmy Garoppolo, but his value could be heavily decreased by the shoulder surgery. Yeah. So, yeah. How about Trey Lance? Uh, Do you think he might be a good quarterback for the 49ers? I think in the future, yeah, but right now, doesn't seem to be there. There yeah. seems to be some big questions about, you know, how he's picking up things and how he's doing things. Yeah. Hey, you know, our last couple of days while you're talking to Bob and, you know, yeah. and then, um, <laughs> John, you know, every time you said, oh, those guys are a bunch of idiots and, and those guys are a bunch of full, full of crap. <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> I was like, yeah. I mean, you're so funny, John, every time you say that and, and then like, before I called you, I mean, like today, uh, I was like thinking, huh, that guy was like, oh, let's go bitch Russell Wilson. That's not going to happen. No. No. And, no. You know what? I agree every single damn thing what you say. You are so nice. And you know what? And then, um, you know, with Dave and Bob and me and his, yeah. uh, with everybody. Um, So, you know, that guy was on the radio and the guy just hang up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, okay, John doesn't want to say this, say that. But anyways, um, um, the Seahawks. You think the Seahawks might be better this year for the offense and defense this yes, year? Yes, I, th- I think so. Yeah, because all they have to do is add talent. If you add talent with an easier schedule, then I think that can work. I think that could work really well. Um, do you think the Hawks will get back to the Super Bowl? Get deep in the playoffs. I mean, they would be better with what's yeah. his name? Uh, what is that that new guy on the Seahawks? He's not a player. Um, hurt something. So, man, he. I mean, um, when was the last time the Seahawks were so aggressive? Mm, well, I think what you're looking at is that Pete Carroll talked about this. He said that uh, you know they kind of got out of their ways this year. You know, it's like, uh, and they want to be more aggressive. And Clint Hurt says they're going to be more aggressive. So more blitzes, you know, more different type of defensive changes. And they're not going to have the defensive ends drop back into coverage, which is smart. Uh, Do you think Jamal Adams will uh, put more pressure on the quarterback? Yes, I do. Oh, yeah, I I know he will. Yeah, but, you know, so anyways, uh, yeah. Um, another question: The Raiders or Chicago? I got no idea when they get back to the Super Bowl. Who yeah. knows? I mean, hard to tell. Know, that's hard to tell. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, because you know, <laughs> right now the Raiders have a better chance because they got you know Derek Carr, and we'll see how long it takes Justin Fields to settle in as the quarterback. 
you know, and how well he can do. Because technically, you look at his stats from last year, and they're terrible. Yeah. Uh, you think the Chicago Bears and the Denver Broncos would be better this year? Way better than last year? Depends on what the uh, Broncos do at quarterback. Because you know, oh. right, right now they're in the AFC, and the AFC is loaded with so many good young quarterbacks, and they you know basically don't have anybody right now other than Drew Locke. Mm, yeah. Well, I heard on the radio, um, John was uh, you and Pat did not went on a date night. Probably you guys were no. not feeling that great, huh? So like, no, I wasn't feeling good. Yeah. So hey, one more question: Have you yeah. watched that Ghostbusters three movie? It's a very no. very good movie. No, I have not. Okay, so it's um, Paul Rudd in it. And, um, oh, okay. I'll have to yeah, watch it. it. Well, it, it, I know the name of it is called Ghostbusters Afterlife. So yeah, okay. Real good movie. I think you will like it. They did like this really good CGI with Harold Ramis uh-huh. as Egon Spengler. They did a very, very good job, but they said in the special features, they just said like it's difficult, but they, they hang yeah. there and they got it per- perfectly. That's great. Hey, thank you for the phone call. Yeah, thanks, John. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN, John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Rick in Twin Lakes. Hey, Rick. Hey, good morning, John. Good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm doing all right. I was listening to a lot of the Seahawk talk and mm-hmm. Russell Wilson rumors <laughs> and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it always comes from um, either his management his, uh, or himself. Uh, and, um, Not I from himself. That they're just trying to keep, their, keep his name out there. I don't think nothing's going to come of it. Well, we already so, know it won't. Yeah, like you said about the cap hit and all that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just a non-starter. Um. But, you know, looking at the team and looking at some of the moves that they've made or ones that they've yet to make, um, I like uh, the coaching changes. It's yeah, obvious that they too. were they had gotten stagnant on defense, and the veterans was very frustrated, uh, the digs and, and the guys that are on pass defense. And there's a lot of talk about Jamal Adams that he can't cover. Well, you can teach an old dog new tricks, and Jamal Adams ain't that old. He's what twenty six. He can still he can still be taught how to cover or yeah. how to be how to be manageable. Uh, they can work him in. I mean that's all part of the coaching aspect of it. And it seems like some of the coaches wasn't on the same page, especially on offense. Some of them wanted to do this. Some of them wanted to do that. But um, you know, and the thing is, uh, Russell. Um, they said they want to go to an offense something that's similar to the Rams. But to me, he uh, he kept doing the same thing. He kept wanting to be a bomber. He wanted to throw the deep ball. He has a reputation of throwing the prettiest deep ball, and he seemed like he seemed to fell in love with that and forget about the the tight ends and the running backs. Now Everett, I was at the game where he dropped a few passes, but a lot of times if you don't throw to a guy all year and he's all of a sudden you call his number, he's like, hey, the guy's in shock. You know, you kind of like uh, work this guy into the uh, game plan early. But um, the main thing is you got to reel in uh, your quarterback. Now, Russell, he's not a young kid anymore. He has to be who he is now. Uh, now, he said that Drew Brees was always one of the guys he looked up. He needs to be more of a Drew Brees. He needs to be a savvy veteran, 
Drew Brees, he kind of danced around in the pocket when necessary. He would slide and glide. But he didn't, didn't always run down the field, and that's what Russell, he can't do anymore. He doesn't have the, the quickness and the speed to do that anymore, to be so elusive. He always gets, seems to be, get caught by the linemen. Um, so he needs to change his games a little bit and, uh, and work within the offense. Uh, now, Coach, I thought they had this cured a couple years ago. Well, Seahawks make a great play, and Pete Carroll, now God knows I love him, but he always seems to act like a cheerleader. He's a he's the most the bounciest seventy year old I ever seen. I mean, he's up there cheering, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they run out of time when it comes from the next play. They need to get the kind of get the mentality that uh, once you got him on the run, keep him on the run. You know, uh-huh. you got him kind of discount about. Don't celebrate. Don't hesitate. You know, just go ahead and and hey, stick the knife in and twist it, kill him. But um. The thing is, um, they got some things to do, and a lot of it is it was self-inflicted. They got some choices to make. Uh, there's some veterans that wasn't productive, particularly on defense, uh, the defensive line. They need to weed those guys out, put some young guys in, and just kind of revitalize. I mean, coach, you know, just coach smart, coach better. Um, but all of that is doable. Uh, I agree. There's not a re- they don't have to rebuild. They still got a lot of key parts they can use. But, um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the season. But last season was very frustrating, especially that Tennessee game. Gee whiz. Yeah. I mean, how do you lose the, to the we, – we had them down. I mean, and they came back. Or you could see them slow walking us down. Uh, the Steeler game, how do you lose that game? Uh, the Chicago Bears game, I mean, if you just fix those games, we're probably in the playoffs. And there's, there's a couple more we just let get away from us. And uh, you could see the trend coming, but – yeah, play smarter, man. Not harder. You just got to play smarter. But anyway, hey, I enjoy your show, and um, I, I look forward to uh, to the callers every week. Uh, to me, this is like dessert, listening to your show. I appreciate that. Thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Dave in Queen Anne. Hey, Dave. Hi, John. How you doing? Oh, uh, I'm living your life. I got about three hours sleep last night. Oh. <laughs> There you go. Uh, yeah. Uh, thinking a lot about the combine and how it's going to impact the draft, and it looks like there will be some major shifts, um, seismic impact. Um, but more people that uh, everybody was raving about going, wait, he only ran a 4.58, or, right? And, um, but then there's people like the guy I talked about last week, Danny Gray out of SMU, right. uh, who ran a 4.33. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it's interesting. I, I When I talked last week, I talked to you last week, I, I talked about him having a same body style, body type as uh, as Jerry Rice. And, you know, muscular, but not broad, right? He's fairly narrow. Right. And I started looking at some of Jerry Rice's um, route tree, and his, his route tree is an all-gas route tree, right? Uh-huh. They never threw the comeback to Jerry Rice. <laughs> Amazing, I, isn't it? Coming across, or running the slant, or a go route, or the post, or you know, or 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 the pylon, the corner, and he was catching the ball almost always full stride, and he would accelerate from that, and mm-hmm. his his play speed was was profound, and when you start looking at him going against some of the better cornerbacks in his era, once he got the ball, they were like, "Oops, mm-hmm. we, yeah, we should have been." 
somebody over the top here because he's gone. And that is absolutely the way Gray plays. And and so it'll be interesting to see who drafts him and if they start a new trend in the NFL. Because right now everything's a comeback, uh, back shoulder face, right? Everything is a, a go and stop route. There's not too many just go routes. Um, the one guy that I can think of off the top of my head is Barry Gill. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, open it up and, you know, he'll run to the ball, just throw it. But not too many, not, not too many offenses are running that style of middle to deep passing game. And so it'll be interesting to see if somebody can take advantage of that. You know, John, the senders in this draft are really, it's a bizarre draft. So Agreed. everybody has a couple of centers. Uh, one is a known guy, Brock Hoffman. I think he, he played well um, at Virginia Tech. I think he will actually um, have success in the NFL, and he'll be absolutely a day three pick. Nobody's talking about him. He's got good measurements. He's got decent speed off the ball. Um, he'll probably run in the 5 to 5.05 um 40 range, but he wasn't invited to the combine, so no, you know, we'll be waiting for the pro day. Um, but but had a great season and mm-hmm. just solid, right? Pass blocking and run blocking, and can you know run the zone scheme, you know the, the scheme that's becoming more and more popular. But another guy is listed as a tackle on everybody's charts. He played center for Wake Forest, and I can't quite figure out why everybody's calling him a tackle. He played center all year. And um, played well, great measurement, great mm-hmm. measurables, and solid in the passing game and the running game. I think he only gave up a sack and a couple of pressures all season. And that offensive line played really well in terms of having good cohesion, and we know who the quarterback of the offensive line is, right? Right. And, and so um, I, I think that's another one of those um, guys that nobody's talking about that uh, – that is going to actually have a career. His name is Zach Tom, Z-A-C-H-T-O-M. And okay. there's another guy in the draft who is at the Combine named Zachary Thomas. <laughs> wow, that's weird. Yeah, so, so it's a little confusing. Maybe that's why, I don't know. But but how do you see this, this shift that we're seeing to more of the, the, the zone blocking scheme? Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I think it's okay because, again, more people were taking up – the offense of the Rams and the 49ers, and that's pretty much what they do, you know, because it's inside zone, outside zone, all those different things, you know, a little bit more to the outside. And so I think it's a good shift because, I mean, at least you're using the running game. Yeah. When it felt like that the Titans were, were running yeah. a, a, a kind of a modified zone game, and here they've got the, the biggest hammer in the league. And the guy can run it well up the middle, but they were having his best success, you know, zone outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So it, it, it really is. It'll be an interesting thing to hear Pete talk about, you know, being arrogant. And and did Pete finally have his tell the truth Monday? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Bless his heart. I, I, I love watching them play, but you suffer from probably some of the frustration that many of the Seahawks fans have. Yeah. Um, I, I really have a couple other guys that I really, I think are going to be great. I, I talked about Colin Schooler, um, last week as, as a linebacker that I think will absolutely play and, and probably won't go sooner than the sixth. He might be an undrafted free agent, but there's a guy that is a pass rusher, plays for Colorado State, 
His name is Scott Patchen, and he's just starting to get a little, a little bit of press. Not much. Yeah. He's not invited to the combine. It'll be a pro day for him for sure. Had great production, and he's got size. You know, two seventy, six foot four, six foot five, and um, he plays. He can actually play the edge, right? Mm -hmm. What you want in a true defensive end, somebody that can pass rush and play the edge. And I think he had uh, 14 tackles for loss and had great production most of his career. Mm -hmm. So um, I I think here is another one of those guys that once his pro day comes and and he shows he can actually move around, we'll see um, quite a bit more interest. Hey, by the way, Dave, Dave, thank you. Great stuff, but I got to run to a break. All right. Thanks, John. All right. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. All right. Thanks to Matt Nelson for producing the show. Thanks to Matt Nelson for running the show. Uh, Let's go to Commando Dave. David, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good, John Clayton, because it's great to be back on the John Clayton Show on a dreary Saturday as we count down the next 26 weeks when the Washington Huskies welcome the Kent State Golden Flashes to Husky Stadium. Shout out to Matt, the MC Nelson, for getting me on the airways of 710 Cairo, home of the Combine Focus Seahawks and the Locked Out of the House Mariners, so I can bring it to the show. And I would be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to the memory and legacy of my good friend Michael Clark who passed away 14 months ago. Today is his 61st birthday. We all miss you. Uh, And, John Clayton, I have to put a disclaimer on this shout-out because no one flubs up words more than I do. Uh, There's no question about that. But I have to mention to Dre, it's the Washington Commanders. Yeah, Uh, yeah. (laughs) I've, I've made the same mistake, too. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, I have it. You guys need to knock it off. Yeah. i got nothing to do with that team. Look, another great call by Dre, by the way, and uh, same to Rick and Twin Lakes. Always great to hear your voice and perspective with your Seahawks whipped cream on top. Uh, and, John Clayton, we wrapped up Super Bowl 56 last week, of course, but I forgot something I wanted to talk to you about. In my estimation, about the Rams needing to win Super Bowl 56 in their own stadium, uh, in L.A. And, and joining the Dodgers, the, the Lakers, and the Kings and the club of L.A. sports champions is the elephant in the room that no one is really talking about, the resurging USC Trojans. I, I think you would agree part of the trick, John Clayton, of moving two teams back to L.A. after not having a team for 20 years, it was under the cover of darkness of Trojan football. And when it comes to football in L.A., uh, uh, it's a Trojans town. And uh, that fan base seems to be very excited about Lincoln Riley being at the helm uh, in the NFC title game. They kept talking about the 49er fans in the stands. Looked like a, a stadium full of USC fans getting ready for next season to me. But look, all joking aside, had the Rams lost that game, they could have loaded up the buses and headed back to St. Louis and no one would have cared. And St. Louis would have thrown them a parade. But the Rams have built up their credit score really fast this season, and it will be interesting in the next three seasons to watch how it kind of plays out. And, of course, John Clayton, the flip side of that Rams coin, of course, is the, the Chargers, the, the L.A. Clippers of the NFL. If they didn't have Justin Herbert, they would be in a world of hurt down there. 
but they may be AFC contenders in the years to come. And if there's any way the league can fix the Rams Chargers Super Bowl, I'm sure they can, we can count on them doing it. But as far as, uh, the, 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 the USC Trojans popping back into, uh, the picture, what do you think about the, uh, Rams and, uh, really now, uh, kind of building up their credit and kind of getting ahead of the game? Well, I mean, again, it's, it's a matter of how long can the uh, Rams sustain <clears throat> because with no no draft choices, no first-round picks over a six-year period, that mm-hmm. eventually catches up to you because then you can have cap problems. And, again, they, they still have to worry about Aaron Donald, whether he's coming back. Yeah, I'm quite doubt about it. Look, John Clayton, I keep uh, hearing you talk about how much trade talk about number three, Mr. Unlimited, dangerous uh, Russell Wilson drives you crazy. But that's what happens when your show gets infected by fantasy football. All the talk about Russell Wilson going anywhere is basically fantasy football. (laughs) That's what fantasy football is. Football that isn't real. That's where fantasy football players live in a fantasy world when you can just trade players willy-nilly week to week and then when they get on the john clayton show and you entertain that fantasy talk it opens up the door for fantasy trades and so you're at some point you're going to have to put your foot back down and go look on the john clayton show we only talk about real football not a bad idea (laughs) and lastly john clayton look i heard the nfl is uh, taking another look at the uh, overtime rule—is that true? Yes, they are. I don't think they're going to do any. I don't think they're going to do anything this year, but they're definitely looking to try to do something to get uh, you know two teams to get the football in overtime if one team scores the first touchdown. The crazy thing about that is is that it was based off of that Kansas City yeah. Buffalo game, and then of course the very next week. Uh, the Bengals showed how, against the Chiefs, how overtime is supposed to work. Make a stop, get the ball, go on down, win the game. Overtime mm-hmm. is fine in my estimation. What they really need to take a look at is the offensive pass interference yeah. rule. Because when the defensive gets pass interference, it could be a 40-yard penalty, of course, because yeah. it's a spot foul. Why don't they have it as a rule when the receiver then is called for pass interference. Then they back, and it's 40 yards down the field. They back them all the way up 40 yards instead of just like 10 yards. That's what they really need to take a look at. Well, what they're, what they're concerned about is that if they take that away and make it just a 15-yard penalty, then you can have more guys just grabbing uh, receivers uh, and not letting them get downfield if they get past them. And so that takes away more offense. It's, it's the absolute most unfair rule in all of the National Football League because, as I just said, I know you make a good point there, but as I just said, when it's offensive pass interference, then mm-hmm. it's just 10 yards. If, why don't they back them up the same amount? Just have it. It's, it's the same rule yeah. on the other side. Well, that's, that's the NFL. I mean, but again, I, I, I think that what they want – is they, they want the big plays, and you're not going to have as many big plays passing-wise if you have guys grabbing just because they got beat. Yeah, well, those guys are going to probably be sitting on the sideline watching yeah. somebody else play. That's how football works. If you can't have your technique 
uh, stopping guys, then guess what? We're going to have to have the next guy up on the on the sideline taking your place. Uh, my best, Mrs. Clayton. Always good being on with you. Talk, okay. John Clayton, talk to you next week, buddy. Okay, thank you. And that's our show. We'll be back next week at 8. Uh, it's the John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle.